I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Pod Network Entertainment. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run. Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zila Dragunov. The star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. This is the bonus episode this week. It features all the topics that we could not have time for on the live stream. It's uh, Ro, Chino, and Emil once more. Uh, if you're hearing this, uh, welcome. We're doing this a lot more now. So let's start. First, this week on NXT, Dominic Mysterio won the championship, the North American Championship, back from Trick Williams. I guess only after a couple of days. So it, it's it's Nangamoy Christian winning the World Heavyweight Championship here. <laughs> All right, Emil, you have feelings about the Judgment Day's reign of terror. So what what do you, what do you have to say about this? Uh, but first of all, I can't believe they pulled a Christian on my boy Trick Williams. <laughs> like, why would they do that? Like, yeah, like he's getting over. Trick is um, starting to get you know starting to get his rhythm going as a singles guy. And then they do this. They do this to him. Um, I I, I said I felt this even yesterday while also watching Raw. Um, they, uh, you know, I I this I feel like Judgment Day is getting stale already. Um, and I thought they should have done the breakup two months ago when they were still hot. And this is because. I've been watching Raw ever since, you know, and it's been the same thing every week. Like uh, a combination of Cody, Sammy, KO, or even Jey Uso will have a promo at the start of the show, and then the Judgment Day will come out, and they're gonna challenge. They're gonna challenge someone at the main event, and it's been the same thing. But um, I can see that they're trying to stretch this story out to Survivor Series, this, and have that that big blow off match. Whatever, maybe it's a war games, maybe it's a survivor series, uh, elimination tag. But I feel like it's been dragging nay, and wala nang masyadong bagong nangyari. Like, if you if you watch Judgment Day this or next week on Raw, pretty much gonna be the same thing as what you will see next week on the next week and then the other next week. Parang nawala na yung character development that they were hinting at 
two months ago when they're hinting Finn and Damian breaking up. They, so, parang in a way, them winning the tag team titles, yes, it united them, pero at the same time, they, parang, di naman sa wasted, because it's still kind of happening now, pero they're trying to stretch this out longer than it needs to be. And if the Dutch Free Day is still a thing after Survivor Series, then yes, at that point, they will jump the shark. Hindi pa naman sila jump the shark at this point. I'm just saying that they are getting they are getting stale and they're not as hot as they were two months ago when I feel like they should have done the breakups, the breakup storyline. Yun lang naman. You know, maybe, it, maybe my opinion will change in a week. Maybe my opinion will change come Survivor Series. But that's how I feel right now. It's been the same thing every week on Raw. It's been just like the same... Com- it's some sort of combination between the Babyface and the Judgment Day. It's Gunter. And then the uh, that one week where Gunter was also the main event. But other than that, it's been the same same mix in the main event of Raw lately. It's been the same formula. And doon ko na feel yung pagiging stale niya. Gina, do you agree? I do not uh, agree. On, yeah, on, and here's why. I'll break it down for you, Emil. The reason yeah. they took the title away from Trick Williams was so that Trick had a chip on his shoulder going in to whatever he goes into in NXT. Remember before this matchup, in a fair chance, Melo had opportunity to be on his side, right? He was like, oh, yeah. these guys are tricky. I want to be on your side. And Trick denied him. So this gives Melo an opportunity to be like, I told you so, right? and perfectly leads into a Melo-Trek matchup, which is essentially what's going to happen before Melo gets called up. That's where I see this going. It also allows them to pad Dominic Mysterio's numbers a little bit more. If not overshadow his Judgment Day compatriots the moment they drop those tag team titles, right? Which is seeming more likely now, because you, you, the fact that they are at risk of losing those titles adds another wrinkle into the Survivor Series matchup going in. So if you don't want to feel the story feel stale, feeling ko yan yung dapat mangyayari moving forward eh. for the Judgment Day at least. They they need to lose the titles, give them to J to Cody and Jay. I know I'm going back on my previous statement here. <laughs> But <laughs> if in, in in like the grander scheme of things, So title Judgment Day, Survivor Series, brutal Survivor Series matchup. And with Trek Williams, he has the opportunity to essentially turn heel. Against Melo, who is charismatic and will not turn heel at this point. God. <laughs> no, no, no way Trick is going to turn heel. Not with the crowd support. Yeah, not with the it. crowd supporting. Yeah, him. I think it's the other way around. Uh, yeah, Melo yeah. Who's turn heel. Uh, on that note, see, Tamas Emil, he, they did do the whole mid credits thing, no mercy, no mercy. And yeah. uh, it was pretty clear that Melo was the one foreshadowing his turn. Okay. Uh, if you saw him uh, steal a quick look at the North American Championship, then oh, it's a shoulder and knee trick. So yeah. on that note, Emil is right. Um, on the other note, though, Emil is also wrong in um, in how he sees it. Uh, in addition to what Chino said, uh, remember that Trick really lucked into the whole championship thing. 
in in the real world, uh, he locked into it because in the fire, Mustafa Ali, and then in yeah. kayfabe. Uh, first, he really locked into the championship match after he uh, fell into the pin nung uh, four way, right? And then he locked into the championship win because uh, Mister uh, Dom's uh, cheating backfired on him. So uh, it was booked for him to not look as good as he could be. So that was a bigger problem I had. The trick, not the judgment day thing, because uh, when it all comes down to it, the whole judgment day thing was uh, a last minute change that they just wanted to do to further you know, whatever story Trick and Mellow had or is going to have. So I don't mind that. Um, you're all kind of right then as well when you say that it's the same thing every week. Um, we have to remember, though, that this whole thing was enabled when the crowd really started liking judgment day yeah. so because Rhea, because of dom well dom it's it's uh it's really nice to boo him that's why you know he they're they're so over his heels so if they didn't um if they didn't react to the judgment day like that then we wouldn't have this judgment day reign of terror as well so i'm not saying i'm blaming everyone but um this is how the business works. If you get over like that the way you're supposed to, then you're naturally going to keep getting the time and exposure that some people may not have asked for. Uh, Emil's right, though, that um, there is there could be more creative ways to keep the story going from week to week. I think that's the bigger problem than uh, with WWE in general. That's why I guess people are tired of watching the long story play out, which is... Both valid and invalid, in my opinion. But it is what it is. Uh, you know. Um, so you're saying, Emil, that you don't like the long-term storytelling happening right now? I do like the long-term story. <laughs> I, I do. I do like long-term storytelling. But you know, the way the way it is going right now, parang ani, parang it's like the flat line. Walang walang development. Walang new like. Walang it's bagong nangyayari. Ganun. Yeah. Ganun yung oh, yeah. Pero yeah. eventually, meron. Eventually, it will happen. I I do think at some point. Pero right now, they, they're they coasting. I feel yeah. like they're coasting. And they're biding. Parang, they, yeah, they need such nila to go to a certain point where they can pull off that thing. Pero like, as a weekly uh, viewer of the weekly shows, it right. can get stale. It can get tiring. Diba? So, you know, what I, so, Gina, you were going to say? I, I think the bigger focus here, while the Judgment Day is important, we also have to understand that Nexus event Jey Uso, that's my new nickname for him now, is also part of the storyline. So I think the biggest fo- the bigger focus is on Jey Uro's quote-unquote hero arc in the main roster. Kaya siguro, ako ha, pa kaya siguro hindi natututukan masyado tong Judgment Day storyline. A lot of these storylines is these sort of B-plot storylines tend to coast when you have an A player as yeah. part of the mix. Yeah. Diba? So, na-apektohan talaga yun eh, in the long run. And hindi, not everything can be Shakespeare or, or unfortunately. Sometimes a subplot is exactly just that. It's a subplot. So right. unfortunately, while the Judgment Day are big deals, napasukan sila ng mas bigger deal and main event Jey Uso. And that's just how the, the world shakes out. So you know, what I'm going to say is if the Judgment Day needs to do something else, I do think they need to focus on the whole uh, J.D. McDonough. Uh, yeah. The J.D. McDonough plot. So the subplot. So... I think they should get going with, I know, uh, either uh, accepting him in the group or just, you know, 
cutting ties with him uh, completely. So I think that's what they are holding back on. Because right. no, uh, last year, I'm going to compare it to the Bloodline story. It was, you. Um, we were getting the same complaints that it's getting stale. Not until the time where they added Sammy to the mix and they really played on that story of whether he's not with the Bloodline, whether he's not with the Bloodline. And, it, you know, it, I know, parang dun na excite ulit yung mga tao sa story. And I wish just if they could have that. Um, not the thing, not the exact same thing, pero that exact same, you know, plot that would make things interesting again. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I think we can leave it at that. Next, yeah. uh, more uh, NXT things after we had that NXT discussion earlier. So we talked about John Cena and Paul Heyman. So they're, the reason why they're coming down to NXT is because uh, we have a Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes rematch. And uh, Paul Heyman Inya, is going to be um, crowning Braun Breaker as the new Paul Heyman guy <laughs> for a night. And then John Cena is inexplicably backing Carmelo Hayes. So what do you guys think about this? And uh, what do you guys think of this particular story in this detour from whatever Melo has going on and Braun has going on? Mm, I think this is interesting then because we haven't seen Braun and Melo face face off in a while um not since the uh the championship matches uh nung, uh june or may or april or, or to june of this year and it's now a different dynamic because Melo is you know is having this struggle you know um of losing the nxt title and his problems with that trick and then um braun here in a way kind of sympathizing uh Mellow for the things that he's going through, and um, it's it's a nice one-off. I'm not I'm not uh banking on this to extend until uh after next week. So it's gonna be a nice one-off. Two of the biggest stars in NXT going up against one another alongside you know probably the biggest star of this generation in John Cena and Paul and you know one of the best managers of all time, Paul Heyman. So it's a nice one. I think it's a nice one-off. It, it's all it. Uh, Yun lang yun. It's gonna be a nice one-off for for you know, for the ratings, I guess, and you know, for to pop the crowd as well. So, Gino, do you think that they uh, did this in a smooth way? Not at all. <laughs> so <laughs> random. Still so random to me. Um, I think the bigger question here, though, is going to be how this affects the fast lane matchup. Because it's essentially still John Cena versus the Bloodline. With, with Paul Heyman be, being there. So, ang, ang feeling ko lang dito is it might affect the outcome of the fast lane matchup with LA Knight and, and the Usos. Kasi they're going to tease it definitely, but it's also going to have a bigger long-term story effect. Uh, with, 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 in terms of John Cena and whatever he has to do with the bloodline. Yeah, I think it's weird. Uh, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Big star style. But I'm more compelled by um, the angle where, as Emil said, Carmelo is struggling with his conscience and his uh, personality. Uh, that's a really more interesting character study. And I think it's way more interesting than um, what Carmelo has done over the past few months since winning the NXT championship. So I want to see where that plays. Obviously, we know it's going to um, it's it's going to a point where Melo uh, turns on trick. So I want to see how they get to point B. Right. Speaking of NXT, Parin, um, Becky Lynch is continuing her tour of giving uh, the young women a rub. Uh, this week, it was Tegan Knox. Next week, it's going to be Indy Hartwell on uh, NXT Title Tuesday. So um, the question is, is this going to be an extended thing? Uh, Tiff Stratton didn't get to win the championship back as we predicted in a, in a no DQ match. So what does it take or how long is do you think Becky Lynch is going to keep uh, the NXT Women's Championship. Ako, I feel like number uh, the biggest factor at play here is her family, is her mm-hmm. their young daughter. Malaking bagay na yung NXT is in Florida where they currently reside, so it might be a while for Becky. The, it might be we might see Becky Lynch hold the title for a while. That said, it's also a perfect opportunity to try and do something with Tiffany Stratton that they've never done before that might actually work or not work, and that's to turn her face. Uh, make her chase after that Becky Lynch title as a face. See if she's compelling enough to work as a face. And then if, if anything, kung yon, it gives her more credibility moving up to the main roster. If not, they have to go back to the drawing board, see uh, ways to make her likable. Because you can be cast as a heel or as a face, and it can either go both ways. So while they have this time with Becky Lynch, I think that's the trajectory they might or should take uh, with Tiffany Stratton. All right, Emil? I know we said last week or two weeks ago that she is suited to debut on the main roster. But what if? What if? If... Jade Cargill can come in and be the one to beat Becky for the NXT Women's Championship. That's going to be a big win. Like your first title when you first win against Becky Lynch for the NXT title, that's a that's a big stamp of approval for your for your debut, diba. Right? So why not? And maybe you know just win the title and then you're off to the main roster. I don't know. Maybe just have a cup of coffee there in NXT just for more seasoning, I guess, and then. Ship her off to the main roster, maybe for after Mania or something. But I would like that. I would honestly like that. Um, because from the current crop of rosters, aside from Tiffany, I really don't see anyone disowning Becky anytime soon. So it's either Tiffany, like Gino said, or debut Jane Cargill in NXT. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. 
Uh, Jade Cargill is rumored, but not confirmed, to be going to Raw. So, yeah. you know, okay. as I predicted. Anyway, uh, Becky Lynch being on NXT and being having an extended stay is pretty good. Um, I think she's been pasunarin sa ano sa Raw and Raw or SmackDown. So, uh, it's a nice thing to use her in a place where she didn't really get a big rub with the championship. So it's funny because it was all about Charlotte, it was all about Bailey and Sasha, and then they overlooked, they kind of overlooked Becky, and now she's back as the biggest deal on NXT. So okay, then she's giving the chance to the women on the main roster who were called up but are not used as much because there were other people uh, who needed more the the bigger TV time. So you got Tegan Knox and you have Indy Hartwell. So. Um, a lot of these things, uh, a lot of these people who get a second chance at, you know, potential breakout stardom if they do well. But uh, if they don't, it's still fine because uh, they get to be on TV once more. So looking forward to what else is in store. I don't know if I want uh, now at this point, I don't know if I want Becky to drop the championship anytime soon. So uh, let's let's enjoy this while it lasts or while, while it's still fun. Right. Uh, before we move on to AEW, one last thing about NXT, technically about NXT. So Dragon Lee has a match against Austin Theory, I believe, this week on SmackDown. And with two matches on the main roster now, I think he's pretty much soft launched on the main roster. What do you guys think? Is it time for him to get? Is this him getting called up? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I think we said this on the pick of the week episode. Nah. When Dragon, I think someone said uh, they were surprised when Dragon Lee debuted in NXT. I think it was it was Gino, because this he has been what he's been all over the world before he came to WWE, and he has experience in Japan, in AW, in Mexico. So talagang I think prime na talaga siya sa main roster, and and maybe he just need to have a cup of coffee sa NXT, down there in NXT. But in terms of being ready, he's more than ready at this point. Gina. I think at this point, the lines between what the main roster person is and what an NXT oh, person yeah, that's a good point. is, yeah, that's a good point. is pretty ambiguous. Like, it's all... Yeah, we were just talking about Becky Lynch. So, other she a downgrade? Ba siya? Because she's an <laughs> NXT champion now? Like, is... So, it, I, I think it doesn't matter at this point except unless you you do the raw and smackdown division yun lang yun lang yung distinct arbitrary rule na fina-follow nila ngayon pag raw ka raw ka pag smackdown ka smackdown ka pero everything else goes pwede ka mag NXT pwede ka umakyat from NXT it's it's really weird man but the wrestling is weird and that's why we love it yeah, now that, now that you mention it, I feel like this is the 2023 version of you know people appearing on Raw and SmackDown, which is a thing that still happens, but now it's people appearing between the main roster and NXT. <laughs> on that note, though, I do think um, because they're more comfortable booking Dragon Lee on the main shows, I think it's an am Obviously, there's a, still a chance that he goes back to NXT or appears on both brands, but if you appear on um, the main shows, you're pretty much de facto... Um, uh, uh, main roster guy. So I think this is it. And I think the server, yeah, we've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks. And uh, we did say that he has passed the audition. Uh, people love him. He is able to work really well uh, in front of the main roster crowd, which is not really that much different from, say, NJPW in Japan or 
Ring of Honor, diba? So that's pretty good of him to be f- be really comfortable with those kinds of crowds. So yeah, uh, the one last thing before we go, AEW, uh, Chino brought this up in our chat. So he saw this clip of MJF during the post Wrestle Dream media scrum. Somebody asked him about the kind of match that he had on the show, which is versus versus the Righteous, which was a little bit different from the usual AEW style match. And then he said that. Um, he was bringing, quote-unquote, a different kind of flavor of ice cream, uh, metaphorically, to wrestling, and specifically to AEW. So, Chino, what do you, what do you think of this uh, statement by MJF? I, I think, first of all, MJF is a very intelligent human being. When, the way he answers all these questions, as a heel and as a face, are both very distinct. But as a face now, the way he was able to answer this question so precisely and so distinctly just made me applaud him. Because it just goes to show the kind of mind he has for uh, the business here. But as a whole, I also think that he has a point. That there are there are matches out there where guys do all sorts of things to go over, and they get popped for it. But at the same time, put their bodies at risk. See MJF, while he was called gimmicky, also understands that it's also about putting on a show. You don't necessarily have to do as many flips or as many spots. Quote unquote, to go over, you can also just do other things like he did in this matchup to, to win and to essentially, he wanted to have the same, he wanted a body slam to have the same gravitas as whatever uh, he people consider a good five star match. And I think Tamasha in, in that regard, because wrestling is is a wide spectrum eh, diba? not one thing is actually just wrestling diba? di porket hindi ka nagpakamatay hindi ka na magaling or, and at the same time di porket the gimmick match ka hindi ka na si serious we're talking about the AEW uh, heavyweight champion here diba? so tapos hindi serioso talaga siya and I understand I definitely understand where he's coming from yeah, I have quite a bit to say about that. But before that, Emil, what do you think of what MJF said about um, wrestling? I kind of, I kind of agree with what he said. Nah, dip, dip, uh, bringing different flavors to wrestling is always good for the for, for not just for the company but for the business in the entirety. Because in in wrestling, then it's kind of like in in this in a uh, in a sports team. Nah, every player on the team has a specific role. To play, they have a specific specialty that they brought into the table. Same with wrestling. If everyone does the same style, everyone does the same uh, type of wrestling. But if you have the, uh, different guys doing different stuff, it parang may variety. Like if you like lucha, then there's guys there, there's guys for you to watch to to satisfy your lucha cravings. If you want uh, a big meaty man slapping meat, there's guys to, for, for you to watch. And if you want um, a main event caliber like championship match, you also have a set of guys to do that, to do those things. So um, I, I agree. Now, different, different, uh, bringing different uh, flavors to wrestling is only good. It's only good for, for the company and you know, for, for the industry as a whole. 
Yeah, uh, to Chino's point, uh, when he said that MJF was really smart, he really is smart. Uh, he really does know his stuff. Like he really understands wrestling in a way that a lot of fans will not. Uh, to be honest, um, he just hides it because when he's a heel, he's committed to being a dick, right? and he's committed to uh, shouting at everyone and everything and being snarky. So you don't really get a sense of how smart or intelligent he is until he turned face so that's pretty cool of him uh, i agree um the match was different versus the righteous and it was uh if you watch the whole thing uh including the rest of the matches on the show uh, it's slower it's more wwe style as it were uh if you are cognizant of these different house styles um definitely a lot more sports entertainment and if you read my free uh, Wrestle Dream review, you would see that um, I kind of tuned out in a lot of the, you know, the, a lot of the quote unquote work rate matches. So, you know, Japanese influence matches like uh, of the Kenny Omegas and the Young Bucks of the world. Um, they're not bad per se. It's just that um, they have become a little more homogenized to the point that, okay, I can kind of tune out because um, everything is on the same level uh, when it comes to young dynamism yeah and how big each spot is because everyone everyone is just going at full speed but right? uh, when you compare it to matches like MJF versus the righteous or Christian Cage versus Darby Allen or uh ZSJ versus Brian Danielson which slowed uh, uh, which slowed things down a little bit uh you really get to um you really get to appreciate this a lot more and that's the kind of flavor that MJF was talking about when he said that he was bringing something else something different to AEW and uh, it really is sometimes I think take it for granted but Chempre uh, the crowds really love it like you know they were able to get on board behind uh, Darby Allen or get on board behind CSJ and Brian Danielson and Chempre obviously get on board behind MJF so it's really good and if you are the type of fan who doesn't like it it's not wrong pero sayang din because i think you're missing out but also i feel that um, these are the kind of things that you also grow into as a fan the more you watch wrestling and the more you get older yeah uh you guys have anything else to say about uh this uh, particular statement yeah i'm good I- i'm good at peace <laughs> i don't cheat all right all right so that is it for our bonus audio only episode this week we'll see you next week for our usual picks of the week and maybe you know some more reactions if something big happens over the weekend (laughs) so (laughs) uh catch you then on tuesday when you hear picks of the week all right till then it's uh ro chino and emil for this special bonus audio only episode of the wrestling wrestling podcast wrestling wrestling podcast out peace The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual.